0: For one more beer
1: for me, exile means quality, so savagely. Podcast Miller and Day's time to do our picks segment for this second week of the college football season. Last week I went ten and five. Steve went eight and seven, and I'm up a scant three points on our confidence picks. How we do it again? We take the opening lines at VegasInsider.com. We have fifteen games. We then also assign a confidence points one through fifteen to the games that we pick. 15 being our most confident Uh, I think I hit my 15 last week Missed my 14 You missed your 15 and hit your 14 So uh, for whatever that's worth Let's get it on Um, Purdue home team Against Ohio University From the state of Ohio In case you were wondering Purdue favored by 4.5 points I'm going to take the Boilermakers And put 8 points on them After their gritty display against louisville
0: indeed you know i thought Purdue's louisville game last week the way btn was building it up reminded me of the last iowa caucus when fox news spent a week telling us marco rubio had the greatest third place finish in the history of american politics never before has a team been more celebrated for surrendering over 600 yards of total offense ever uh but um i'll say purdue got some mo off of that even though i'm not that confident so i'm only going to put five on it but i'll take purdue as well
1: they're better Purdue's better yes are they i mean the, the the btn tour stop prediction seemingly is coming true right before our very eyes they're better this year ah, indeed flew yeah, right over your head that. yeah um, yeah when
0: you said better i was thinking better than ohio
1: no, I. I mean, I. I certainly wouldn't go that far. I mean,
0: I think far. they're better than Hillary, you know. But I don't know if they're better. It's going to be
1: Hillary one are. of those nights, isn't it?
0: I'm in one of those moods. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're burning all the. You're burning it all down today.
0: I am. You know, like you know, I just yeah uh, yeah. What I, what, yeah life well, pretty much sucks. So I'm just kind of firing every bullet I have on the way out. Dude, so,
1: how you, you, know. you, it's college football is here. I know.
0: I know. I, know, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't cross the streams man. I'm sorry. this is my sanctuary, my bust, my bad. Don't
1: crap where you eat. Well
0: in fact, in fact, in fact I'm doing 10 push-ups right now. Actually,
1: you, you did crap where you ate all day so let's not do it here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oregon <laughs> Oregon <laughs> opening line nine and a half point favorite against Nebraska. this line got what bet up to 13. Fourteen ties
0: fourteen in some places Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and that's why I'm taking Nebraska. Um putting two points on it. This game's See, gonna, this game's gonna be played in the afternoon, unlike another game from a Big Ten team in the state of Oregon later, and I'll go a different direction because it's gonna be kicking off at nine PM Central. If this game was gonna be a night game, I would have taken Oregon, but it's not I'm only putting two on it. I'll take the Huskers and two points. Hopefully the Binos, Black Shirts and name only can rise up we'll see
0: you know this reminds me of four years ago i think it was when um when sparty went out to play oregon with marcus Mariota, and they were both in the now now neither nebraska or this oregon team are as good as either of those sparty and oregon teams were but do you remember in that game at that time you're like man oregon's like a 14 point favorite and you know, Sparty lives being the underdog and the games in the daytime, not at night. And you know, they're really good and uh yeah, Oregon covered. So, I- I'm looking at that I'm at this line and I'm taking the total opposite reaction because that line is so large that it just tells you that that Vegas smells an ambush here and um they know more than me. So I'm going to take the Ducks, and I'm going to put nine points on the Ducks laying that lumber.
1: Well, even more to Especially your...
0: because you got to pack a defense on the road, and they ain't playing any defense in Lincoln, Nebraska right now, bro.
1: No. No. I mean, to your point, even more so. It opened at nine and a half, and now it's— Two touchdowns or close to it.
0: Which is, which again, uh, to me, given that I know. I'm getting a bargain value given that line movement now. Sure, right? yeah,
1: so. exactly. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. Uh, Wisconsin's at home against Florida Atlantic, 29.5 points, the opening line. And I'm putting 14 on the Badgers. This game just feels like another game to me that they go out and, and lay the wood. Their, you know, defensive players are dropping like flies up there. Uh, lost a defensive lineman to uh, a leg injury not sure how long he's going to be out but I'll still take them to cover
0: I'll take him to cover too but I'm only put, putting one on it because it just seems with them man every time I think this is the week they win 17 to 10 is when they win 59 to 10 like last week it's like this week I'm pretty confident they're going to win 59 to 10 so I'm, I'm concerned this is the week they win 17 to 10 you know so that's kind of Wisconsin's mo. I just I get bad mojo playing them, man. So I'm I'm gonna take Wisconsin when it comes to big big numbers. I mean, I'm gonna take Wisconsin as well, but I'm only putting one point on it.
1: Next up, Michigan State home against Western Michigan. The opening line seven and a half, and because of that half point, um, I'm gonna take Western Michigan at nine points.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good read. I think that half point could make a difference. Um. You know, Western Michigan. I believe we had the ten line last week uh, that worked out. Ball State now eight and one against the spread in its last night against the Big Ten. I like think Westerns covered their last five or six in a row. Keep in mind they threw for barely a hundred yards last week and still put up thirty-one points on the road at USC. So, uh, and it's the week before a bye for the Sparty. Notre Dame on deck. Yeah, I'm taking Western here. I'm putting 10 points on the Broncos. I would not be shocked if they won straight up.
1: Rutgers at home against Eastern Michigan. Three and a half points uh, is what Rutgers is favored by. I'm not exactly all in on Rutgers, but if you're a Big Ten team and you're favored by three and a half over a directional Michigan team, you probably better win that game. Um, I'm going to put three points on the Scarlet Knights.
0: Agree. And I think that, frankly, I think on BTN this week, too much was made of the way Purdue played, given the stats. Not enough was made of the way Rutgers played. I mean, they—I think I believe they held Washington to less than a hundred yards rushing. You know, so I mean, when I look at the Rutgers and Purdue games, I look at the way Rutgers played as translatable. If you know what I'm trying to say, okay. I don't I don't look at the, you know, hey, let's wait for a, a, an opponent that we're giving up, you know, a country mile to to fumble on the 1 yard line on two different possessions. I to me, I don't think that's something that you like game plan for on a weekly basis. But I think the way Rutgers played, now of course I'm being it's relatively speaking, of course, you know. But given where their program is at, I actually think the way Rutgers played is something that can carry over more. So I like the Scarlet Knights here and I'm putting 6 points on it.
1: Northwestern at Duke Northwestern favored by one and a half. I'm going to take the Wildcats 11 points.
0: Yeah, I'm taking them with only two. This game scares me. Um, I just get really scared. You know, I have a lot of respect for Duke's coach. I think they found another quarterback, and his program is pretty much like Northwestern's when they have a dual threat quarterback they can win a lot of games and given the perception of the two programs where northwestern's coming off only their second bull win in school history they got a lot of preseason hype a lot of people are talking about hey the david cutcliffe era it's kind of passed him by there in duke and this spread is this small seems like a trap to me so i'm only putting two on the wildcats
1: next up michigan at home against cincinnati 33 points is what the Wolverines are favored by. And I'm just remembering back to last year, er, early on in the season where Michigan was uh, just, you know, Vegas couldn't put the number high enough that Michigan couldn't cover. And mm-hmm. I'm going to play that hunch that uh, we'll, we'll see it again this week, Michigan. I will uh, lay the 33 and take the Wolverines 10 points.
0: Well, it's a classic letdown spot for a young team. But that's mitigated to some extent by the fact it's the home opener, right? So you haven't played a home game in, you know, in 10 months. So you have to think that that energy level will mitigate to at least some extent the letdown factor. But man, Cincinnati, bro, they got out gained by almost 200 yards, John, by an Austin P team from the FCS that has one win in four years.
1: The only thing so, Austin P is known for is Dick Vitale standing on his head on set back in the 80s in a basketball. When they upset
0: Illinois and yes. Norman. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And their chant of, let's go, P," You know, that's their chant. That's in, right. In the, in the student section.
1: Forgot about that.
0: So, so, you know, I'm typically loathed to pick these big numbers. And I, I kept not taking them last year with Michigan. And, kept mm-hmm, and I kept winning. Yeah. You know, but I, but I just think, I, I don't think Cincinnati can keep it down. Uh, So I'm going to put eight on the Wolverines. I think the over here is a really good play, um, even though we're not doing totals because it's only 48. And I think Michigan's going to hit that on its own.
1: Next up, Iowa at Jack Trice Stadium to play the Cyclones. I listened to Mark Morehouse and Mike Coloss today, uh, their podcast, and I, I thought they talked about a really interesting angle. You know, I'm taking Iowa State to win this game outright. I'm putting, wow. one, I'm putting one point on it, not exactly, you know, betting my reputation. But, you know, Iowa's going to play in larger venues. You know, when they go play Wisconsin at Camp Randall, that's a, a pretty raucous environment. But in my experience, when Iowa plays at Jack Trice, it's just, I, I don't know that they go into another stadium and face – that type of crowd anywhere. And and, and mm-hmm. Mike and Mark talked about this today. You know, Minnesota has the we hate Iowa chant, but, you know, there's what, 40,000 people up there. It's usually not even a sellout unless Iowa fans make it a sellout. Right. But But at Iowa State, man, every damn person in that place that's not an Iowa fan hates Iowa. And they almost feel like it's, a part of their duty to help try and will their team and give their team energy. And Iowa state fans, they do that more than just when Iowa comes to town, but Mm -hmm. when Iowa comes to town, it is a unification of hatred. And this is an environment just unlike any other that Iowa plays in. I'm not saying it's not louder at Ohio state or other places. It's just different. And you got a first time quarterback, a first quarterback who's making his first road start, I think Iowa has the advantage in the trenches on both sides, but I just have a feeling, and, and maybe it's maybe it's just history, and uh, I don't know. I'm putting one point on it, but I'm taking Iowa State.
0: Well, we mentioned in the podcast earlier this week, in my view, for the first time since Seneca, Iowa State has a quarterback that can make the throw or the couple of kinds of throws that Iowa's defense, defense perennially demands college quarterbacks to make and 70 to 75% of them can't make on a consistent basis. So I think that's a plus. Um, Iowa will have the physical advantage at the line of scrimmage, but that's true most years. Here's an amazing trend in this this rivalry. Um, Going back to when Iowa State broke the streak in 1998, so we're going back 19 years now, so I think this is a pretty good trend. This is not a Johnny-come-lately. Over those 19 meetings, Iowa State has eight wins, as an underdog in this series. Now, you know, I follow these trends quite a bit. I don't know of another, I guess we would call this major rivalry, but, you know, it's within a power five context, and they're both in power five leagues. I I don't know off the top of my head that, you know, other than maybe Oklahoma and Texas, where it seems as if whichever team in that rivalry comes in in the worst position wins every year, you know, Uh, although they didn't work for Texas last year. But the year before it did, you know, the year before they were four and eight. And that was one of Oklahoma's only that was the only loss Oklahoma had in the regular season when they made the playoffs in 2015. So to have eight straight up wins as an underdog in a rivalry in 19 years, that means you're pulling that feet off almost every other year. That is an amazing trend. And I think that speaks to what you're talking about. And, you know, I know Kirk, for a change, kind of bristled this week at the notion that the game's not that important in Iowa, and it is. You know, and I used to just tell you guys flat out back when I had Cyclone Nation, regardless of what Mack was telling you publicly, I was there. I was at those practices sometimes. I can tell you, this was treated like a singular game, a bull game in and of itself. It's a one-game season, and that was the straight-up truth. So I think it clearly means a lot to Iowa. You know, if you go back a couple of years ago – You know, when they went into Jack Trice, or actually maybe it was, it was maybe Jake Rudock's first year at Jack Trice, the way they sprinted across the field to go get that trophy and take it back. I I think it means a lot to Iowa as well. But I think that as much as it means to Iowa, they still, you guys still as a program, if you lose this game, have shown you can still have meaningful seasons, um, you know, playing in the Big Ten. That's not necessarily been the case for Iowa State. There have been years in in recent times where they've lost to Iowa and still gotten to bowl games. In fact, I went and looked it up. The barometer game for the Cyclones actually is is Northern Iowa. Uh, since, since McCarney broke Iowa State's 22-year bowl drought in 2000, the Cyclones have never gone to a bowl game in a year that they lost to Northern Iowa. They have gone to a couple bowl games in years they lost to Iowa, but I, I just think especially when the game is in Ames, I do think that is a factor along the lines of what you talked about. I like Iowa State in the game. I think they have redemption and urgency on their side, the home field on their side, the trend line in the, in the it on, on their side as well. And it's the first true road start for Nathan Stanley. Put all those things together, I'm actually going to put 11 points on the Cyclones. Folks,
1: Exile Brewing Company wants me to tell you about a big party they're going to have. Their five-year anniversary street party that's coming up on September 16th. Plenty of beer and fun will be had, as well as live sets by some very talented bands. Tickets on sale now. $20 in advance, $25 at the door during that fifth anniversary party on September 16th. The brew pub is going to be closed for regular service. Entry to the fifth anniversary street party, grounds, beer hall, patio, and annex bars will be only for those who have tickets. Tickets must be purchased in advance for $20 or at the door for $25. Cheers to five years, and here's to five more. Indiana is at Virginia. Hoosiers favored by two and a half. I don't know why I did this. I'm only putting four points on it. Uh, I'll
0: take Indiana. This game looks to me like the Northwestern Duke game. I mean, Indiana got all kinds of run. They were on national TV. They were leading Ohio State midway through the third quarter. I mean, Virginia looked awful last week against William and Mary. So, two and a half? I mean, Virginia was four and eight last year. Indiana's coming off back-to-back bowl games. So, this looks to me like a trap. So, I'm going to take the Cavaliers, and but I'm only putting three points on it. That shows you how ballsy I am.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Penn State. 16-point favorites against Pittsburgh. This is my 15-point game. Uh, I think Penn State will cover this one fairly easily. I think they'll win by three touchdowns or more.
0: Well, what's your motto? Never mess with a streak, right? It's one of them. So, yeah, Penn State, is it 10 in a row? They've covered against the number? Um, You know, now this late in the week since you and I initially selected these games – um, this line has been bet all the way up to 21 now. I, has it I, really? Wow. Yeah, in a in a in a in a rivalry game, that's probably where I'd balk. All right, because I don't I don't know how good Pitt is, but that's a lot of points to lay in a rivalry game. But 16, yeah, I'm going to take Penn State. Uh, revenge spot they're at home, and they have the better team, so um, I'm putting 13 on the on the Nittany Lions. So we both have a lot riding on this one.
1: Indeed, Minnesota pick 'em against Oregon State. And this is the game that the West Coast trip, 9 p.m. start, I think Minnesota's probably better than Oregon State, but I think Oregon State's going to win because of the the timing, the, the location, Oregon State five points.
0: I'm with you. Um, I'm putting Oregon State in four, so you and I see this almost exactly the same. And I think it's a tough spot for Minnesota, and I don't know how much confidence they have coming out of that effort against buffalo frankly
1: right ohio state at home against oklahoma seven points is the line several people in the office this week you know asking me my thoughts on this they none of them are cocky uh none of the sooner fans are cocky this week i think they realize they may be walking into a bus i think they are i think ohio state's going to win this one rather convincingly i'm putting 12 points on the buckeyes
0: when i when i filled this out this was my 15 point game for the buckeyes to me I think the two best units on the field are Ohio State's defensive front and Oklahoma's offensive line. Could be argued that at those respective positions, these are the two best teams in the country. I think that cancels themselves out, but I think Ohio State's power running game will overwhelm Oklahoma's defensive front. Plus Oklahoma's now is without their best corner in the game, but I but here's something to keep an eye on. And you know maybe you know sometimes I'm right about these things and then sometimes I I blow them out of proportion, okay? But the way that Urban Meyer today, in the middle of a game week, just out of the blue, decides to comment, and not just comment, but open a can on his former offensive coordinator, Tom Herman, by name in a rant about his blame the players comments after their loss to Maryland. I don't know, man. You know, I, you know, I, I think he's a... The record speaks for itself. I have an immense amount of respect for him as a coach. I just don't know how often before a game of this magnitude, Ohio State has never beaten a top five team in a non-conference game at home in the entire history of its program. That's an amazing stat. Never done it. I just wonder, I I couldn't see Nick Saban, you know, getting ready to play Florida State two days before the game, yeah, Lane Kiffin sucks, man. Can't stand that act. You know what I'm saying? Did you see that? No. Have you even asked ask Nick Saban about Lane Kiffin two days before the Florida State game? What would he, dude would lose it right on you. He'd take that Pepsi, that Coke can, and shove it down your pie hole right there at the press conference. I was stunned to see Urban Meyer go off like this was like May 9th, not September 9th, just losing his poop over Tom Herman. I mean, Why? What right. are you?
1: What are you talking about right now? What's everybody yeah, talking about? They're not. They're not peppering the players.
0: Yeah, I just. I just thought that was so odd. To 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 go, get away from your focus on your team, you're not playing Oklahoma Wesleyan, man. You're playing a guy. You know, the other team's quarterback might be the only three-time top-five Heisman Trophy finisher ever. You know, I, I right now he's the NCAA career passing efficiency leader of all time. I don't know I'm, I may be Blowing it out of proportion I made my, I made my pick I'm, I'm putting 15 on the Buckeyes That's just one of those Anecdotal things man that just kind of Worried me a little bit it's just It is it's odd for Urban To get out of character it is odd, odd Urban is the anti-Harbaugh Urban contrives Calm Urban Contrives measure Urban Contrives reservation While Harbaugh contrives Antics angst Pressure. He their their personalities are yin and yang. To see Urban break out of that character and essentially go Bleacher Report on Tom Herman in the middle of a game week when this thing kicks off in forty eight hours, I just was stunned to see that. Maybe it's nothing other than a personal axe to grind between the two of them. I don't know, but it's not something we typically see coaches do. John, at the very least.
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, I. I... We'll see. We'll see. Western Western Kentucky is at Illinois, um, and I think I have the line wrong on this one. Wait, is Western Kentucky favored by seven? Yeah, they're
0: favored by seven. Yeah. Okay,
1: so I've taken Western Kentucky, which is probably dumb. I probably did read it wrong, but I'm not going to change now. Six points.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a little lumber here. I'm putting twelve on the Illini. One of my favorite trends is when Power Five conference teams are underdogs against mid-majors that is one of the best betting trends in college football right up there in the within the nfl when a team wins a game on monday night at home and they're favorite on the road the next week always bet against them every single time and uh, western kentucky still may win they weren't that impressive last week against eastern kentucky they've lost quite a bit from their 11 win team last year including their head coach who's now at purdue so i I may i'm gonna say maybe the align i got some confidence beating ball state last week coming back at the end you know um i i wouldn't be shocked if they win this game outright and i'm i'm laying a full 12 points on levy smith so how you like them apples
1: yeah there you go um usc at home four point favorites against stanford i feel like i'm falling for it stanford their style that they've played usc really well i'm sure you'll have some cool little trend stat for me in a second oh yeah i
0: will this is yeah, my trend yeah stat. i and figured that on this one feet. was
1: going to be your trend yeah. stat stuffer uh and i got something for you on notre dame georgia i'll take usc to cover the four 13 points on it i feel like i'm i'm falling to into a trap here
0: well under david shaw stanford is 11 and 2 as an underdog and Several of those wins have actually come against USC. So that plus the bye week, yeah, I'm I'm the the two games we, we just talked about, Illinois and this one are gonna determine which one of us wins this week in the contest, looking at who what we picked and where the point totals are. Because you've got thirteen on the Trojans. This is my fourteen point game. I think Stanford's gonna win the game straight up. When I look at the way Western Michigan with almost no passing game. Went on the road in 170-degree in, in heat in L.A. and hung 31 on the Trojans, essentially just running the football. Bro. Okay, I mean, that is that is Stanford's M.O., plus they had the bye. Um, I think Stanford's going to win the game straight up.
1: Last game, Notre Dame six-and-a-half-point favorites against Georgia. This game is in South Bend. You know, it's the first time since the late 1960s that Georgia has played a game north Oh, the Mason Dixon line? Vince Dooley's
0: second season at Georgia. He played your old AD, Bump Elliott, when he was the coach at Michigan in 1965. That was the last time.
1: And because of that, really, no correlation. Uh, I'll take Notre Dame, seven points.
0: (sighs) I think Notre Dame's going to win the game. I think Georgia is the better team. I like Jake Fromm a lot. I mean, this is a kid who hits three home runs in the Little League World Series, steps right in. Some guys just have it, right? Drew Tate had it, meaning the, a moment wasn't too big for him. He, he was. He, he, some, I think Jake Fromm has it. But as a Michigan fan, I have watched a lot of teams go into that stadium, really good football teams, better teams than this Georgia team. And the mystique of never being there before the mystique of being a freshman under that spotlight there has wilted a lot of guys over the years i just think six and a half with you know one of the trends is when the better defense gets points always take it i think notre dame's going to win the game if, if we were looking at four or four and a half i'd probably go with the irish but now you're telling you're going to give me the better defense and a full touchdown i will take it But I'm really torn on this, as you can tell by the fact I'm only putting seven points on it, meaning I I split the difference, basically.
1: All right. That will do it for this week's picks. I will be back on Saturday immediately following Iowa's game at Iowa State with my Instant Reaction podcast. And Steve and I will be back at it on Sunday night. For Steve, I'm John. Thanks for listening.